Well, welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. God bless you today as you have tuned in. We're going to be, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, We call this chapter the faith chapter, or we call it the heroes of faith chapter. But it is a vital chapter concerning this entire epistle of Paul to the Hebrews. Amen. So I know you're excited. I'm excited to teach it. And so let's just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just empty up of ourselves. Empty ourselves, Father. We empty ourselves in the name of Jesus and ask you to fill us with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts concerning the word of God. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. The psalmist says this, You who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. And then the psalmist declares, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. I love that passage in Psalms. We used to sing that many, many years ago in our worship services. Praise God. All right, so we're going to praise the Lord for Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, We have to ask ourselves now, what is our answer to the study that we've joined into in the last 10 chapters? Well, Paul has laid the groundwork now. Uh, He's shown us the superiority of Christ over the prophets, over the angels, over Moses, over the law, and of his high priestly ministry is far more excellent than the high priestly ministry of Aaron and how that the Aaronic priesthood can only cover the sins. That's the very limit that they could go. But Jesus went beyond that. He not only... Uh, covered our sins, he washed them away in his precious blood. And he did that once for all. And through his blood and through his sacrifice, he's ha- he has obtained for us an eternal inheritance. <laughs> Amen. And he is the head of it. He has an unchangeable priesthood. He ever lives to intercede for us, praise God. So we have a Savior who is harmless, he's undefiled, he's separate from sinners, he's higher than the heavens. He is the Son of God, amen. He was the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. Now he's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the head of the church, praise God, amen. And he's at the right hand of the throne of God and he has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in him. So we have a lot to thank God for. We have a lot to praise the Lord for. Amen. And so that's why Hebrews chapter 11 becomes so vitally important. Remember now that Paul is writing to the Hebrew Christians. They were under tremendous persecution. And a lot of them were thinking about going back under the law. And Paul is writing this letter because uh, he's worried for them. He's concerned for them. And he wants to admonish them not to go back, but to keep going forward. Amen. And so we can learn and glean from this letter the fact that we, too, go through testings and we, too, go through trials. And things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. And I do believe that uh, Paul was 
speaking to us today when he said that uh, they that will live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. Amen. And he also said that we must go through much tribulation before we enter into the kingdom of God. So uh, we need to brace ourselves. We need to prepare ourselves for that. We need to settle it in our heart already what we're going to do when the the heat of testing and trial comes to us, the fiery trials that uh, the Apostle Peter told us and uh, exhorted us concerning. And so we're going to answer by faith. And that's exactly what Hebrews chapter 11 is all about. It's about uh, settling in our hearts everything that Jesus is, everything that Paul told us he is. Amen. Settle that in our hearts. And now let's go forward. Just exactly what uh, the Hebrew children did when they were ready to cross the Jordan River. The river parted. They went over on dry ground and they went in to take possession of the promised land. Amen. So that's our journey. That's our warfare. That's what we intend to do. We're going to receive all that God has for us in this life and be rewarded in the life to come. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to start uh, in. We're going to go back to chapter 10, the last two verses of Scripture, because uh, they line up for us. Actually, they begin for us this study on the faith of God. And that's really what I have entitled this study today is the faith of God. Amen. Notice in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 38 and 39. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So there's no pleasure in going back. There's no pleasure in backsliding. There's no pleasure in running away from persecution. It's best to put on the armor of God and to face it, amen, and to overcome it. But, he says in verse 39, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, unto destruction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. If the children of Israel had gone back to Egypt, they would have ceased to have been a nation. But it was God's sovereign plan that they would not. Amen. And so we see that God, uh, with them kicking <laughs> and dragging, he got them into the promised land. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And uh, that's where most of us find ourselves in the kingdom, that God just drags us in, kicking and screaming. But he does that because he loves us. Amen. Praise God. And so we see here that... Uh, that Paul now, he's going to begin in chapter 11, he's going to begin talking and admonishing the Hebrew Christians concerning of faith. Amen. Because really, now that we're in Christ Jesus, we have no other place to go. Remember what Peter said. After the 70 had left Jesus, turned their backs on him and would follow him no more. And Jesus turned to the 12 that remained and said, will you go also? And notice what Peter said. Lord, to whom shall we go? You are the one that has the words of eternal life. Amen. See, Jesus and only Jesus grants eternal life. Aren't you glad that you're in Jesus today? Aren't you glad that you have a voice today and you can declare and witness to the fact that Jesus is always faithful and true to his word? Amen. Praise God. All right. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, notice uh, the first part of this verse. Now, faith is. Amen. This is not a past faith. Of course, you know, we always 
are looking f- to the future in faith. But now faith, faith is now. What are you believing now? Amen. Are you believing God now, right now, this minute? Are you in faith? Are you walking by faith? And see, that's what makes faith in the present so important. Now, we always look back on the past victories that we won through faith, God coming to our aid. Amen. We trusting in him. Remember, the writer of Proverbs says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Amen. God's hand was upon us for good and not for evil. And even in the time of testing and trial, he always brought us through. He always made a way of escape. Amen. And we like that. We like to talk about our past victories. They make good uh, ways to witness and to testify to those that don't that don't know Jesus. Amen. But we can't live in the past. We've got to live in the present. Of course, we're looking forward. We're looking unto Jesus in the future. Amen. We're going to see that verse of Scripture here later. Uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's really what our life is all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him being the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. And we just choose to believe. Amen. Praise God. I, I love that uh, Old Testament uh, life of Abraham when uh, when the Lord walked through the pieces of flesh. Adam, uh, Abraham was set aside. Amen. It was God himself and the Lord Jesus Christ that walked between the two pieces of flesh. Amen. You see, and that describes to us the life of faith. We believe God does the work. Amen. We give him the opportunity to do that. We empty ourselves of ourselves and we just allow the Holy Spirit now to fill us up. Praise God. And so we're so thankful today that we have a risen Savior. Amen. Now, faith is the substance. Notice that the Weiss translation, the title deed. This is what brings the future hope. I, we could say it this way, the unreality of hope, because hope is always a fixation of the future. It's what we're hoping for. If we're sick, we hope to be healed. If we're poor, we hope to be uh, our needs supplied. If if we have family problems, we hope for those problems to be reconciled. Amen. Well, what faith does, it gives substance to the things that we hope for. Those fixations of the future, faith brings into the present. It brings into the now. That's why faith now, faith is, is so important. We can't live hoping. We can't continue to live. Oh, I just hope things will be better. I just hope I, I'm just praying and hoping we are we are living upon a fixation of the future. God wants us to live in the here and now. He wants faith to be real. Now faith is. Amen. And so the idea behind the Apostle Paul is this. He's writing to the Hebrew Christians and he's telling them now all of this, you know, because you know the word of God. Now, remember, when Paul wrote the epistle to the Hebrews, he was speaking out of the Old Testament, and so, which the Hebrew Christians knew that. But now they needed a fresh revelation of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. 
And so Paul takes 10 chapters to explain the excellency of Christ. And now he's telling the Hebrew Christians, now it's time for you to step out in faith and to begin to believe, begin to believe and put this that I have taught you into practice. Amen. You see, we believe these things shall come to pass. Amen. And of course, Jesus described to the disciples what the faith of God is in Hebrews chapter, I mean, in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24. He says, have faith in God. Actually, uh, the, the, um, the literal Greek says, have faith God. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have. Notice that. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Then he says this. Therefore, whatever you ask, whatever you ask in faith, believing you shall receive. Amen. Praise God. And so this is the faith of God. Now, faith is we believe today. Well, I believed yesterday. Excellent. Excellent. When yesterday was today, you believed. But yesterday, today is yesterday. <laughs> Amen. So you believe today. You put on your spiritual armor. You grab your shield of faith and you go forward. Praise God. You don't go back. You go forward. Verse two says, for by it, the elders obtained a good report. Notice this, that faith in God always produces a good report. Remember the 10 spies that came back from uh, spying out in Jordan and they brought back an evil report. Well, all 10 of those that brought back an evil, evil report, they all died. There's only two that were allowed to go into the land of promise, and that was Joshua and Caleb. Why? Because they stilled the people. They had a good report. Amen. Do you want to do you want to be a bearer of a good report or do you want to be a bearer of a bad report? I think we all know the answer to that. So faith, faith in God, acting upon what you believe, faith always produces a good report. Verse three, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Once again, Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24, Jesus is describing the faith of God and he tells us you have it. Well, we do through the preaching of the gospel and through hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Amen. So we know that Jesus is the creator of the worlds. We know that from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And we know that also in Colossians 1, 16. And in a variety of places, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3 that we studied in this, in this, uh, in this epistle. Amen. Many times over. Uh, I'm thinking of Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, verses 5 and 6. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. Notice that Living Translation says, who was God? Amen. Not only was, he is, <laughs> and he ever shall be. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So the faith of God is taking God at his word, acting upon it as it is in truth, and then living it out. And so the Hebrew Christians who have read this epistle through the first 10 chapters, 
They are to act upon the very things that Jesus wrote to them about. I mean, that Paul wrote to them about the very things about Jesus that Paul wrote to them about. Amen. And you and I are to do the very same thing. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. When Paul said that, he was talking about the Old Testament. How much more in the New Testament? Praise God. Amen. All right. Well, let's go through these heroes of faith and let's glean some things. We can't stop. We don't have time to stop in each and every one of them, but we can certainly glean some things concerning faith that will encourage us, that will strengthen us. Notice this in verse four. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. God testifying about his gifts and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. Amen. Abel offered unto God a blood sacrifice, a lamb a firstling of the flock, which is a type of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Amen. Praise God. So he offered that to God, which was a symbol of Jesus, who would be our sacrifice for sin. Cain, however, offered the work of his hands, and that never works. If you're trying to work out some things concerning uh, your Christian life, and of course, you know, you are supposed to work, but you're to work within the framework of faith, the work of faith. Amen. If you're trying to work to gain approval from Almighty God, forget it, because there's nothing you can do to earn righteousness, but simply believing by faith in the work of Christ. That's the only work that God is going to accept. Amen. So, as you empty yourself of yourself, fill yourself up with the Lord Jesus Christ, determined to walk by faith, walk in him. Amen. You will be extremely and I do mean extremely blessed. As a matter of fact, you'll be so blessed that the uh, that the sower will overtake the reaper. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So uh, we, we must we must uh, live by faith. Praise God. Amen. And that's exactly what uh, the Apostle Paul said in uh, the last uh, chapter, uh, the last uh, next to the last verse in chapter 10. The just shall live by faith. You and I are called to do that. All right. Verse five. By faith, Enoch was taken up so he should not see death and he was not found because God took him for he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And verse six. Notice verse six. Enoch was taken up because he pleased God by faith. And notice verse six. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must, number one, believe that he is. And number two, believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, did you notice that? Amen. Notice that the one that comes to God is blessed, but he is blessed. But notice what the word of God says here in verse six, it's not the one who comes to God that's blessed. Now, remember Cain. Cain came to God with an offering, but he wasn't blessed. Amen. Notice it's not the one who comes to God that is blessed, but it's the one who diligently seeks him by faith. He is the one that will be rewarded. Abel sought God with all of his heart and he was blessed. Cain did not and he was not blessed. Amen. Verse seven, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things which 
things not seen as yet moved with fear. Notice that moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Notice that Noah was moved with fear. That means he was moved with reverence. He obeyed God. See, faith is always in obedience to the things of God. Amen. If you're in disobedience, you're not in faith. You can't be. You're walking by sight. We're we're walking by sight. We're not walking by faith. Amen. Praise God. Noah was walking by faith because he had corresponding action. When God commanded him what to do, he reverenced God. He was moved with fear and he built the ark. Amen. Verse eight, by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, notice that obeyed, by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. He was going forth in faith. He had absolutely no idea where he was going. He only heard the word of the Lord say when God appeared to him, get out from among your people into a land that I will show you. So Every step with Jesus is a step of faith. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Verse nine, by faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations. Notice this, whose builder is God. The builder of your life is God, not you. You may have a job, you may have a career, you may, may, you, you may have gone to college, you may have gotten a degree, you may be in a career, but that you do not depend upon that to build your life. God is the one who builds your life. Amen. Verse 11, by faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. See, God just didn't automatically do something in Sarah. She had to cooperate by corresponding action. She had to believe God also, and God gave her the strength to conceive Isaac. Verse 12, therefore also there was born of one man and him as good as dead at that as many descendants as the stars of heaven in number and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Not speaking, not just about Abraham, but we have to include Sarah too, because they were a partnership. Amen. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for right right standing. Faith in God always puts you in right standing with Almighty God and enables him then to perform and to do that which uh, concerns you. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 13, all these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. Now, what country are you seeking? Well, we're seeking a heavenly one, aren't we? Amen. Well, how long is the journey? Well, as long as we're here on earth, that's how long the journey is going to be. And every day on that journey is going to be a journey of faith. Praise God. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return. I think verse 15 was specifically directed toward the Hebrew Christians that were beginning to faint along the way. 
Verse 16, but as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them, a place of refuge. Amen. The new Jerusalem, glory to God. So faith is the ability that God gives to those who trust in him to look beyond themselves. See, that's what faith is, is looking beyond ourselves, our own abilities, our own way of getting things done, and to look at that which cannot be seen. That which cannot be seen is eternal. Amen. So faith always causes us to look for and, and to travel along the road of that which is eternal and not temporal. Now, we live in temporal bodies, but our bodies don't rule us. We who are the eternal ones. Amen. We rule over our body. Praise God. Well, that's another teaching, isn't it? Verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was he to whom it was said, In Isaac your descendants shall be called. Verse 19. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham had so reconciled himself with faith in God that when God commanded Abraham what to do, Abraham was more than willing to do it. And he thought that if we go all the way with this thing, God is going to raise my son up. But Abraham was determined to do it. Amen. And Paul talks about this kind of faith. Notice he mentions in Romans chapter 4 and verses 17 through 22. I'm going to read the entire passage. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. That's what God was doing in, in the deadness of Sarah's womb and Abraham's ability to produce children. And see, Abraham and Sarah cooperated with that. And so what happened? Sarah gave birth to a son, just like God said. Amen. Praise God. Now, notice, notice the faith of Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, that what God had promised, God was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. This is the work of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I, I want to produce that kind of faith in my life. Be a stickler for the word of God. Put the word of God first. Amen. Not just be a reader but a, uh, or a hearer, but be a doer. Meditate the Word of God. Meditate on these things. Continue to think about them. Amen. And when God gives a promise, act on it. Put it to practice in your life immediately. Amen. And your faith will become emboldened. The presence of God will become emboldened. Your horizons will begin to brighten and begin to widen. And you'll see a development in your heart concerning and in your mind concerning the things of God. Amen. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. Take this verse of scripture and go back into the Old Testament and study the life of Jacob. 
there is a uh, there is a, a, a transition there in the life of, life of Jacob where he goes from supplanter to this verse here, leaning upon his staff, which is a type of the word of God, and worshiping God. Amen. Verse 22, by faith Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Sarah's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward." Jesus said this. He says, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? What profit a man if he gained the whole world but lose his own soul? Amen. So these are passages of Scripture. We need to go back and we need to study them. Amen. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who was unseen. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that he who destroyed the firstborn not, might not touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through dry land and the, and the Egyptians, when they attempted it, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies. What's the one thing that stands out in the life of Rahab? That scarlet cord that she hang out of the window, a symbol of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that redeems us, amen, from destruction. And so finally, this last section, I'll just go ahead and read through it, 32 through 40. What more shall I say? For the time would fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms that has a natural and a supernatural connotation, amen. Walking in faith not only will conquer the kingdom in this world, but also the kingdoms of the spiritual world. Amen. Performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. All of this is a result of just acting upon the word of God. Verse 35, women received back their dead by resurrection and others were tortured, not accepting the release in order that they might obtain a better resurrection. That is in the ministries of Elijah and Elisha, both of them. And others experienced mockings and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted and ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised. God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. And what is that something better for us? That's redemption in Christ and the inauguration of the new covenant through his blood. Well, praise God. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful today that we can reach out by faith and touch you 
Amen. And know, Lord, that you'll always with us. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, you did say that you would supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, Father, I thank you that everywhere we go, we can be a light and a blessing to those that are in darkness through faith in your word and in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.